0: Cambridge Breakfast with Mr. and Mrs. Clark's Gallery. Contemporary Art in Cambridge from Hockney, Hearst and Warhol.
1: Cambridge 105 Radio
0: For... The first five years of uh, a child's life, uh, physical growth is evident. uh, Yet at the same time, uh, their brain development remains um, well relatively unknown uh, to parents. Uh, Ninety percent of brain growth, we are told, happens by the age of five, and that's when most children have recently started school—a bit of a milestone. uh, Yet eighty-three percent of parents were unaware of it all. Uh, so uh, with a third of children starting school without some basic skills really that they need there, uh, the Department for Education alongside the Department of Health and Social Care is launching its Little Moments Together campaign and to uh, find out a little bit more about that we're joined by the child psychologist Sam Wass you'll, you'll know him from that wonderful uh, series from a few years back, The Secret Life of Four and Five Year Olds okay. uh, Morning Sam, uh, good to speak to you again. Morning Julian. Uh good to speak to you again. Tell us first of all then how this uh, little moments together campaign is going to be working.
1: Uh so this is about raising awareness of the importance of early brain development Julian. So um Only quite recently, you know, I'm a practicing neuroscientist, so I study kind of brain development in young children, um, as well as being the parent of a two year old and a four year old. And really quite recently, over the past 20 years or so, there's been a massive growth in our understanding just of how much crucial brain development happens um, during the kind of early years. So the brain doubles in size in the first year, um, and 90% of brain growth happens by the age of five. Um, um, And these early stages of learning really, really are crucial in setting the foundations for all of the learning that happens after. And so we used to think that you know, not much important happens during the first few years of life. And the really important learning only happens when children start school, age four or five. But in fact, the more we're understanding early brain development, the more we're understanding it's pretty much exactly the opposite of that, that the really crucial stuff happens early on. So that's what we're trying to raise awareness of with this Little Moments campaign, just how important kind of this early learning is, and also to share some evidence-based tips for how we can be interacting with our children during this early years period in order to help their early brain connections to develop.
0: This is this is interesting. My, my niece, who probably, if she was listening, which I hopefully she's not... <laughs> thank me for saying this but I remember she's, she's uh, 13 now when she was I think she must have been about two three I was pushing around a supermarket and being me of course I gave her a complete commentary on what was happening in a sort of a bid to boost uh, language skills and that um mm. elderly lady came up to me and said oh yeah, you're doing exactly the right thing dear so, so there mm. is some or has been some kind of sort of if you like sort of evidence maybe sort of passed down from the generations of the sort of thing you do. I I get the impression that this is this is drilling a little bit deeper.
1: Yeah, definitely, Julian and No, you're absolutely right that a lot of the ideas that, um, you know, in early years childcare came from thinkers like Montessori are actually being backed up by a lot of neuroscience now. So particularly one of the ideas that we're featuring very strongly in this campaign is something that, you know, there's a really strong evidence base for, which is about the importance of following a child's interest. You know, so if you were commenting on, you know, where she's looking, what she's thinking about, and then putting word labels for the objects that she's looking at, you know, that type of thing is really, really evidence-based. You know, we do studies in my lab uh, where you measure kind of the child's brain activity and the adult's brain activity during an interaction and we compare their brain activity between times when an adult just picks up a toy and shaking it in front of a child and said look at this look at this compared to when they wait for a child to naturally show interest in something, and then they present the word label for the thing after the child started to look at it. And we can show, um, and quite a few other groups have shown the same thing, that the impact of that word label on their brain activity is actually higher when it's a child initiated attention episode interest so it's Wait something i guess like
0: look. anything if you're if you're interested in something you're interested in it And i guess in the same way that a a child you know you, you might make a tremendous fuss about buying a really nice is the old one that you know you you buy the child a nice toy and they prefer the
1: box and it it it, it, it yeah. is kind of i guess is that that sort of thing isn't it it's definitely um and it's also about waiting uh, for them you know so you definitely don't need to be buying a lot of presents for young kids. You know, as you say, Julian, and there's a reason why they're often more evidence interested in the box. You know, young children's brains are very messy and very inefficient. Uh, They're going through this process of building a lot of connections very rapidly Um, and often it's the slow things and the simple things that benefit the most, particularly during early development. So often they do actually learn more from interacting with the box than they do from interacting with a much more complex and colourful, toy that's inside it and that's another thing actually julian that you know you were saying about how a lot of the basics have been around for quite a long period of time and this idea of following their interest is definitely something that's kind of quite an old idea but something that we're much more aware of now than we used to be is just this idea of just how much slower their brains um, and work than ours do so for example uh, there's a study that came out recently showing that Um, The fastest pace that we can see as adults is up to 10 frames a second. So 10 flickers a second is the fastest that we can see. Even for a 15-month-old child, um, it's just one frame a second. So anything that's been and gone in less than a second just happens too fast for them. And so they can't see it. Their brains can't process it. So, you know, just as it's worth keeping things simple by giving them just a box to play with, it's also worth taking things slowly. So, you know, when you smile at a young child, just hold that smile on your face. You know, when you're waiting for them to show interest in something or waiting for them to answer a question that you've asked them, you, know, you really need to wait 10, 20 times as long um, as we would for an adult. You know, so so giving them like the give them time to child, take it aren't? in
0: then, by the sound, sounds of things, just to holding the moment, as it were, whilst their brain almost catches up with what's going on.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think of it with my own kids, their brains are just messy and the wiring diagram of their brains is messy. And they're just starting to make these connections. So, you know, uh, you know, all the activity just takes much longer to, to fade out, to come up. And they're much more unreliable. You know, they'll do it one way correctly one time and then completely forget it the next day. You know, that's where we're at with my with my son learning to read. You know, he's just starting school. He's great one day and he's absolutely nowhere the next. But all of these ideas, we're We're understanding now why it is uh, that children are like this. And we're really, really understanding just the importance of these stable and reliable and consistent kind of early interactions with caregivers in promoting this early brain development.
0: Yeah. Sam, I'm intrigued because you you mentioned you've got... uh two small children now two and four which you you wouldn't have had when you when you did the show um i'm I'm wondering now if you're you're thinking you're looking at them and saying oh yes we did this study a a few months back in the lab i wonder if they'll do that does does that does that happen or does that all go out the window when you're when you're playing with your kids
1: no we're doing um i'm afraid my wife's always telling me off i'm continually doing experiments with them um, I wonder what happens if I do that, and I wonder what happens if I do that, and that type of thing. Um, I, I I say about kind of being a stable, reliable, consistent dad, but I'm always trying out new things, in them, <laughs> and and my wife's always telling me off. So um, hopefully they won't come out of it too damaged.
0: I'm sure I'm sure they're in very good hands. Where where do where do people find out um, information on, on on getting it exactly right?
1: So there's loads more um, kind of evidence-based information about learning to talk and um, having everyday conversations with your kids, reading and nursery rhymes, sensory play, home activities, kind of making daily routines fun, that type of thing. Or just Google Start for Life. You'll go straight to the website from there and loads and loads of really great resources will come up.
0: That's great. Well, Sam, good to speak to you as always. So, uh, thank, Thanks very much indeed for telling us about that uh, Start for Life at Little Moments Together campaign. Thank you
1: great it's been a pleasure julian thanks cambridge breakfast with mr and mrs clark's
0: gallery contemporary art in cambridge from kusama emin and riley cambridge
1: 105